Another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, I've got an artist here. Uh, he uh, makes a mix of R&B, uh, hip-hop music. Uh, he is uh, fresh from a 414 Live performance he did last month. His uh, new single, Soltura, is out uh, streaming everywhere. Um, excited to talk, talk, talk to him about his artistry and why he does what he does. Joe Quito, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. You bet, man. It's a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like we've been we've been trying to make this happen for a minute now. We have been, man. Uh, but it's. I mean, I mean, I know that you uh, you're working in snow removal, right? Yeah, yeah. Currently. So it, it's it's your busy time. So yeah, yeah. It's and it's and it's not under my control of when when that busyness happens. So that's been the the issue. But yeah, man. Luckily the. That white stuff's been staying away for yeah. a little bit, so I hope I hope uh, it continues to because At because least Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time like snow is like dope but and that, Christmas music. Yeah, I feel like the week before Christmas. That's a good point. Yeah. From let's say the 18th to the 26th, we'll even give it one day afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Snow and Christmas music are yeah. cool. All the other times it can fuck. Oh up. yeah, totally. Like. Especially when it's, you know, like, November 1st. Oh, yeah. And you already hear Christmas music at, like, the store. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, I... People are... It's their lifeblood. Yeah. I swear. It, it's, um... Yeah, it's a headache, for sure. But, yeah, man. But, no, I'm glad I could, uh, get you in here, uh... Um, you know, before, uh, I take a little hiatus in January. Um... But, yeah, man. So, uh, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, uh, we talk love and fear... And passion and creativity. Sure. And uh, I've uh, we've uh, been friends on Facebook for a long time, but it's taken till now to like actually like really like formally meet, mm -hmm. uh, which is the case for a lot of the guests I have. Sure. But I feel like people kind of like I kind of put my whole life out in the world, like on like Facebook and social media. So it's like people feel like it's easy to know, feel like you know me, even when like. Yeah, you, we don't meet in person, and I feel that way about a lot of people in the community too. Absolutely, um, tightly knit community for sure. Uh, so, Joe, uh, I guess to start, um, tell me a little bit about your own, uh, I guess, uh, background in music. When did you start performing? Like, when did you start uh, using music as a creative outlet for yourself uh, growing sure. up? Um, as a creative outlet, it was it was really young, um, probably like nine ten years old I was writing songs and I wanted to be like a boy band you know like I didn't Naturally. have any friends who also wanted to do yeah. that so it was going to be made up of just me me and me but um I like writing songs and uh you know that kind of carried over for a couple years I got into drawing for a while as well and as a as a youth mm -hmm. um but then like kind of coming into a teenager and stuff I kind of started taking it a little bit more seriously and I um Started playing a couple of shows down at the Miramar, nice. um, and uh, you know, with a couple of buddies, and yeah. you know, it's it's blossomed from you know finding random beats on, you know, YouTube was barely even a thing to go find beats at right. at that point. So it was, I don't even know where we found them at that point, but um, you know, finding beats with tags or you know beats to songs on the radio and rapping over them to now you know finding ways to incorporate 
all acoustic uh, instruments into a set and kind of provide a, a deeper, different type of vibe. You totally. Know? Yes, for sure. Many years in the evolution of that, you know, it's taken on a lot of different um, forms and and order of priority over the years. But you know, it's always stayed there somewhat. Totally. So, and that was a lot. That had to have been a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. yeah well, um, at the Miramar, because like the Miramar doesn't even do a ton of uh, local music anymore. Yeah. They do from time to time, but sure. Uh, I know that it was a huge place where a lot of people got their start. In the yeah, scene. I mean, honestly, like ten years ago, eleven years ago, when I was when I was playing those shows, and I actually haven't played since. Played Miramar in probably a decade, so I don't know. I might try to get back there, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. no, it's uh, it was it was honestly one of the very few places that like live music was being played to, you know, the the group of people age wise that I was in at the time. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard of Afton before. Uh, yeah, I have. It was Afton shows. Oh, okay, so it's basically sure. buy tickets, you have to sell them. Recently, yeah. yeah, you're going to take a loss. You're going to take an L on this. I, yeah, I've seen uh, people talk about Afton and those sort yeah. of like, you have to sell this amount of tickets if you're, you think you're going to make any money. Right. I mean, they get a bad rap. And like, granted, I, I would never pay, or I would never, you know, play a pay for play show mm -hmm. now. Right. But, um, you know, if you can bring some people through, which we did quite a few times, I mean, you can you can make a, a buck or two. So yeah, you know, totally. It wasn't the worst. Yeah, it for sure. Yeah, I guess like for people just getting started out, that can be a helpful way for them to engage with their community. But mm -hmm. when you're an established artist, like you know, you you you've like earned, you know, the you you've kind of like evolved from that and are ready to do more like paid sure. gigs and whatever. Sure, yeah. So, Based um, on merit rather yeah. than, you know. Exactly. Plus, I don't, you know, I have a lot of things going on in life, so I don't necessarily have the time to like right. go and, you know, sell all these tickets yeah. and, you know, this and that. I already ask a lot of the people that support me. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to be that guy too. For sure. Yeah, no, I get that a lot, man. Now that. So, uh, when you were performing these shows back then, uh, were these like, was it like uh, your own original music too? Um, not like, not as far as any of the instrumentation or production went, it was just, like I was saying before, just like beats that we didn't own, we didn't create, um, that, you know, we were just rapping over, and so like the, the lyrics obviously were ours, but, um, sure. you know, we couldn't have gotten those records on the air, you know, on, on radio. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. For sure. Totally. Um, so, uh, I guess from that point on, when did you start uh, like immersing yourself even more like into the music scene when how did you start growing as an artist after that like started writing a lot of your own songs and whatever yeah um, that was when I was probably about like 19 um, when I lived down on the east side um, right off of Oakland up into Shorewood just like a, a hair yeah. um, I used to live over there too okay uh, it was a place that uh, was lovingly called the M3 um, three. which stood for Mini Music Mansion. Uh, <laughs> it was it was very much mini, not so much mansion, but it yeah. felt like a mansion to us because it was ours and like we were, you know. Um, I, I was actually moved into a one-bedroom one apartment with my girlfriend at the time. Um, we were really young, so like three months in, we realized it wasn't going to work. Naturally. So yeah. she moved out and I was like, well, shit, I can't, I can't pay this rent by myself. Uh, it wasn't anything ridiculous, but I wasn't making good money at the time. So my buddy Ben 
um, agreed to stay on the couch for like 200 bucks a month or something okay. like that. Like he was cool with it because it was getting my parents' house. I was cool with it because it was keeping me in mind. Mm -hmm. So um, he came down and did that and he plays guitar. Um, he's always been amazing at it. So, um, you know, we would jam and we would kind of come up with some like new stuff to, to chords <clears throat> that he put together and then I put some words to it. Um, but we never really recorded too many of them. Um, and then two um, buddies of mine, uh, Zeke and Miguel, basically were always on the east side with us. Uh, they were, you know, going to parties and making music, just hanging at the house. Um, and it kind of got to a point where they lived there. They lived there full time. Yeah. They went back to their houses, got some duffel bags, yeah. came over. <laughs> and Miguel would stay on the recliner. Really comfortable of a recliner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Recliners are underrated. Now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you heard it here first. Recliners <laughs> are the beds of 2020. Yeah, um, right. And, uh, and what Zeke would do is he would take the, the couch cushions off the back of the couch and he'd put them on the floor and line them up and then sleep there. And oh, yeah. uh, so it was four too. of us sleeping <laughs> in a one-bedroom apartment for about nine months. Um, but we were writing a lot of music and some of, uh, actually one of the sh songs that we just performed uh, on 414 Live was a song that we wrote back then. Just four of us crammed into a tiny little nice. living room, yeah. um, you know, writing to, writing hip hop to a guy just sitting there playing a single acoustic guitar. So um, that was really when like the creativity started flowing from the, oh wow, like, I'm, I'm not only able to just, you know, put these lines in rhyming order, I'm also now able to kind of be like, oh, that, that number's really cool, and like kind of form on the production side, or, you know, um, so it really started there, and then um, a couple years later, I started playing um, some ukulele and getting more into production stuff, and, you know, Miguel uh, learned how to play guitar as well, so like we, we started getting more um, involved in, in that. And that really has led to where we're at now. You know, we just uh, we've played a couple different band scenarios, but we just played eighty eight nine with two acoustic guitars, a ukulele, and a cajon floor drum. So that's really it's, cool. Uh, I love the cajon. The, the cajon. cajon's got a really nice sound to it. Yeah. It commands it commands the attention. It does, yeah. And the way people drum on it while they're sitting is like yeah, so like cool and unique, man. Cajones and recliners, all of 2020. Cajones and recliners, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, man, for sure, dope. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I know you dropped your uh, EP Cinema Sonic yep. last year. Um, got some, uh, I know that, uh, uh, like, Schlee and Jen, yeah. shout out to both of them. Yeah, and Jane Joyce. And Jane Joyce, Joyce, yes. Uh, hell yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so, I guess, um... I want to talk about that a little bit. So, is that your first ever like de like debut like project? Um, under Joe Quinto, it is. Okay. So before Joe Quinto, uh, for like many years, I went by Cinco. Uh, the meaning behind that is my full name is Joseph William Albert V. So growing up, people called me Cinco. So when I started making music, I was like, I can't just do it under Joe Albert. So I was like, oh, I'll just go with like you know my nickname, Cinco. And then kind of once I got to that point where I was doing some more production and it was getting more instrument based, I wanted to kind of rebrand because I felt like my, my music had evolved. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to, you know, do that as well. So I chose Joe Quinto because I wanted to put my, some of my actual name in that. And then Quinto was technically fifth where Cinco was five. So technically it's more accurate anyways. Yeah, sure. So, um, it's dope. but it was the first, um, 
first project under Joe Quinto. Awesome, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, where did so Cinema Sonic? Where did that come from? The title. Um, it kind of came from how the project was born in my head. Um, so I was listening to a lot of the music I grew up on um, and watching a lot of documentaries on the music of the 60s and 70s. Um, was that kind of like what you did grow up on? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of Jimi Hendrix, a lot of Doors, Joe Cocker, like, oh, yeah. you know, all that stuff uh, really, you know, is, is like some of the first music that I can remember you know, hearing and, yeah. and really like, you know, resonating with me to a degree and um, I was at a point where I was listening to a lot of that. I've always kind of listened to a lot of that, but specifically like it was all I was listening to and um, I was watching a lot of documentaries and really was seeing kind of a crazy cyclical motion of how, where they were in the 60s to where, kind of how we are now. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the um, socioeconomic stuff, the political stuff. Um, it was it was a scary time in society, yeah. um, very much like today. Totally. And um, you know the creatives of the world and the musicians specifically really, I think, did a lot to change that. You know, um, all the counterculture and everything at the time. Um, you know, really helped to make a lot of people see things differently. Mm -hmm. um, and just that that notion and that idea was really powerful. So I wanted to kind of craft songs that kind of somewhat sounded like. Um, you know, that, that type of thing, but with my, um, you know, my signature stuff on it, whatever that yeah, may be. Totally. And, um, so, so really the, the idea and the, the cinematics of it came before the sound and the sonics of it. Mm -hmm. So Cinema Sonic kind of was born that way. To me, and, uh, yeah. it also sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah for sure. It sounds so. like a... It sounds like a uh, like a three D experience you're about right. to see in like a movie theater right. or something, you know. See the new CinemaSonic theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. right. yeah. Twenty twenty. Twenty. Man, Along with cones. Along recliners. with cones and recliners. Hey, we can have recliners in the CinemaSonic theater, and if you want to, you can also sit on a cajon. We're gonna throw an event that's gonna include all three, like all three of those things. Like we're gonna have copies of your album or your that. EP. Well, everyone has a client. Like, there's going to be recliners yep. for people to be comfortable. Yeah. And then you can drum on a couple cajones. Uh, you know what the craziest thing with that would be? What? Is if we watched the movie, you know, they're coming out with a new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. It's kind of trash, but right, yeah. it's cinema about Sonic. That we could, could We could show that in the cinema. That is our event. And that... Boom! Is how, <laughs> that is how oh, you, that, that, that is how you market an idea. Yep. So, um, oh, well, that's really cool. Putting like the context, everything like that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's like a it's an audio visual experience that you wanted people to uh, sort of in the same way that you envisioned it in your head. Like you wanted people to like feel that in their own heads is, you know, like you take them on this journey through your music. Yeah, yeah, I mean, both between the, the kind of the vibe that the songs give off and, you know, what, what we're saying in the actual songs, you know, I wanted to kind of take people on the, okay, we feel like we're back in time a little bit, you know, with the, with the sound of everything, um, but really bring it home with, you know, kind of modernizing it and, but it's really, it's all kind of saying the same thing. Um, you know, like the song uh, Found with Shlee is all about, you know, self-love and, and caring for yourself and, and looking out for yourself in navigating 
um, today's world. So, um, you know, I feel like that's something that's always going to be relevant, yeah. but was born from a place of yesteryear. Yes, most, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, listen to Tampons, it's dope. Shout out to Shlee. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's up for uh, independent EP yeah. of the year for Radio Milwaukee, so that's dope. Shout out to Shlee. <coughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy how, like, a lot of, you know, there's, like, a lot of, like, historical parallels behind what was going on back then, kind of, like, mm-hmm. as you were uh, sort of, um, um, as you were relating to what's happening now, like, it's like, you know, history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. fucked up, Absolutely. <laughs> in the best of ways and more often in the worst of yeah, ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a power cycle. Yeah. Um, so... People need to continue organizing, voting, and making change. Absolutely, you know, so that Absolutely. so that we don't get we don't continue uh, um, in the same paradigm of you know the the system. Right. So um, I know you dropped some new music this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the beginning of this year, you dropped was it out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that song. Um, that was a song that was, it came from a, uh, night of hanging out with, uh, Sean Sison. I love Sean, you know, shout out to Sean. When I was at the Crossroad, uh, Commons recently, uh, he works at the Oyster Bar there. Oh, okay. He gave me a couple oysters. The oyster plug, huh? Yeah, he's the oyster guy. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sean, great dude, great dude. Um, yeah, he came over and we were just kind of hanging out and, um, just brought out my laptop and we started cooking something and it was more him actually cooking something and I was like writing some stuff and uh, we came up with that record so uh, over the next like month or so we kind of flushed it out on, on how it was going to sound and then I went and recorded it um, at uh, N43. Shout out to N43. I saw you just, uh, just hosted yeah, yeah, their, so their showcase. That's It looked awesome. Oh, it's what so a, much fun. What a, what a bill. I mean, what a roster they got over there. Dude, holy um, fuck! Yeah, they, that was such a fun show. Yeah, very grateful to be a part of that. I, big big ups to Tom. Yeah, uh, Tom, amazing, like really really great dude. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Hell yeah! So yeah, I recorded that with uh, with Tim over there at N forty three, and he made me sound really nice. And uh, yeah, just uh, released it, put it out there. It was. You know, just kind of a standalone. Like it's what we did at the time, so I wanted to put it out. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the mo- the mode that I was on in in 2019 is just kind of throw things out as I as I make them. Um, shifted into I'm creating records for a purpose now to yeah. tell a, a larger story and a, a paint a larger picture. So um, I will still be making noise in 2020, but I don't think it'll be as sporadic. It's gonna yeah. be something more for sure. It'll be like full bodies of work. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, and the new single, uh, Soltura, mm-hmm. just dropped a couple months ago. Uh, you know, it's an A-side, B-side. Tell me about uh, that one. Um, so, those two records were written on ukulele. Um, they were actually the very first two songs I ever wrote on the ukulele. And Let It Go was written almost five years ago. Um, oh. And so, it's one that's been in the archives for a while. Um, and then Runaway was something that was about a year old that, from when I recorded it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of awesome. That was that was uh, first time being in the studio, kind of producing everything. Um, so obviously laying down the 
the ukulele, the vocals, you know, that's kind of normal, but then we brought the cajon in. There you go. Bringing the brought, cajon back. Brought the cajon in, and then, uh, so the same guy that I, that moved in on my couch years ago, he's my engineer now. So, okay, sure. Um, he, uh, he mic'd it up, and we we're, it, we got a really good sound off of it, so we used that for percussion for both of the records. Um, and then we laid down some, some simple bass lines, uh, Ben laid down a little bit of guitar picking over it and uh, came out with something that was pretty natural sounding, you yeah. know, it sounded like you wanted to listen to it around a fire or on a beach or, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, a, that was a really good, good experience recording it and the, so far the um, response has been pretty, pretty good. Very awesome. So, yeah. What was the second half of, what was the other? Runaway. Runaway. Yeah, and that one actually, um, we did a animated video too. Tight. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, Cody Banks, I met him back when I lived down here. Uh, he played soccer for UWM at the time. Uh, now he lives in Illinois, but he does um, graphic design and, and uh, animation. And I'd seen a lot of his stuff um, that he was doing uh, with the animations, and I asked him if he wanted to be in on a project, he said he'd never really done something of that length before, but was into it. Um, so it was really cool because, you know, I wanted to give him plenty of artistic leeway to do his thing, and um, but he still wanted to hear, because I had an idea of how the, how, you know, it would pan out, but it, w it was very skeletal, you know, I was like, alright, I want this to happen in there, I want this to happen, I want this to be the end result, but everything in the, in the middle, <laughs> you know, the meat, I wanted him to really, like, you know, flex his artistry on totally. so it was really cool um so yeah check that out wherever you Do watch it. videos hell yeah it's on youtube that's awesome man for yeah. sure uh, yeah good shit um yeah uh so did you go to uwm uh i never did no i okay. never i lived on and around campus for years but no i was i was not a sure it's a common thing to do a yeah. lot of people actually yeah i was not a class taking student but yeah <laughs> But you made noise around the neighborhood. Sure, that's what I've always been good at. <laughs> yeah, same here though. Yeah, same here. And you were part of Attic Jams back in the day. Yes. Shout yes. out to Matt. Yeah, Matt Miller. I don't know why I keep finger gunning. I, I do that all the time. Yeah, uh, yikes. Yeah, it's kind of instinctive, but um, yeah. Uh, so that was um, that was what like four years ago. Like, yeah. When when, uh, I think I just posted something. It was like a four year anniversary coming up on our Christmas show, which was probably our biggest show. Yeah. That was our, we were um, raising some uh, non-perishables for okay. the Hunger Task Force. Oh, dope. And we ended up getting uh, like $300 and like 500 pounds of food for the Hunger Task Force oh, right before the holidays, so it was, it was awesome. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I think Mike Regal was on that bill, uh, Cream Miles, Mike Kellogg, I was on that bill. Um, yeah, that was That's fun. stacked. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we had everybody perform back in the day. Mm -hmm. so Wasn't Lex Howe in there at one point? Lex was there, yep, yep, we had, yeah, lots. Siren was there. Siren, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Damn, yeah, man, that's, uh, I mean, DIY venues, uh, they uh, are the, the, the backbone, the, the, verte the vertebrae yeah. of the Milwaukee seeing, music I've scene. I've been seeing, you've, you've been talking to a lot of people who are, who are doing that now, which is, which is really, really awesome to see. Yeah, really is. Like, yeah. a lot of these, uh, <coughs> whether they're young or old musicians, uh, you know, like, people need platforms, you know, they need spots where they can comfortably be at a show right. that, you know, is all-inclusive, that is 
um, all ages, that is just welcoming to anyone that just, you know, wants to yeah. um, support the local music scene, um, but not necessarily, like, go to a bar or a club or something. Where, right, because I feel like, you know, a lot of people, they'll feel more comfortable, like, you know, just going to a house where they're, you know, there's yeah. not a, a bouncer there, there's not, like, the added... You know, at any house party, obviously, there's going to be lots of drinking going on. Yeah, but like, totally. There's not the added pressure of, oh, I'm here, i got to spend money, so i got exactly. to drink. Um, you know, so if you could take, you could somehow just suck all the house party energy and put it into, like, an establishment. Oh, totally. Uh, that would be the best. I think the best, the closest you can get to that is just, like, corner bars. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's like, corner bars are the best. Yeah. You it's know, like my grandma's basement. Yeah. You know, type shit. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all the stickers on the wall. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You, know you got that $1 bill that's hanging. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, two, three dollar tall boys. Absolutely. That's a, you know, any of these dive bars from River West, that'll get you. That's true. Um, get you what you need there. But, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm bummed I actually missed the Attic Cham era um, because it took me up until this past year to really, like, get immersed in the. Uh, the music scene in general, but yeah, exploring all these DIY venues, especially like the various ones on the east side where, you know, college students go see, go to, can be a part of the local music scene, yeah. like not having to venture too far, because I know what that's like, like when you're a college student, like at UWM, you know, the east side is like a bubble, right? and it's hard to really like venture out. Small walkie. Small walkie, exactly, but um but yeah, man, those are and those are some like people that you hosted there, like are some of like the biggest uh, name acts in Milwaukee today. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really something that was cool that everybody got behind. Like there was literally, I think there was maybe one or two times where we reached out to somebody, and they just said they weren't into it. Mm. Almost everybody that we ever reached out to, you know, was down right away because um, after the first one or two. Um, after we gained some traction, I think that a lot of people realized what we were doing because we were doing it for others. You know, yeah. it was a nonprofit concert series, um, so you know, I think that it was something that everybody could get behind. Oh, yeah. So I was really happy that um, a lot of my peers and friends that are you know were doing huge things and are still doing huge things, um, you know, helped us out. Totally, hell yeah, man! That's what it's all about. Um, so. I'd love to hear about uh, um, what's coming in 2020. I want to hear about this noise that uh, you're planning on making uh, with this coming year. Sure. Um, well, I can't give away too much because Naturally. we're... Well, A, because I don't want to you know, spoil too much, and B, because there's, there's not a whole lot um, you know, happening right now. It's mm -hmm. still yet to take form. I'm writing a lot of songs. Um, all based on stuff that I'm kind of coming up with on the ukulele. Um, I think it's going to transform into different stuff. It's not going to stay necessarily all ukulele based, um, but working with Ben on kind of the acoustic um, saltura really got me on that kind of wavelength. So um, it's, it's going to be pretty much um, as natural as we can get it. Uh, we're going to get a little experimental with some stuff, but um, I'm really looking forward to really like kind of executive producing it, you know, um, bringing in different people to play instruments that we don't have access to. Um, I really want to try and have it be a collaborative effort and then really just sound 
beautiful Hell yeah. on the back end of it. Um, the things I will tell you, some of the things that I have been writing um, are definitely more uh, ballad esque. You know, sure. they're they're um, stories and, and things that are you know kind of deeper than just yeah. a face value. Right, right, and deeper than just I guess the the average record put out. You know, yeah, totally. From sure. from from myself, I guess I'm not necessarily. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so deep. deep. I'm so, yes, I'm so much more artistic. Right. No, no, no. But it's then compared to myself. That's right. all I usually ever compare you know to is just myself. Yeah, like it's um it's a level of being personal that you wouldn't do otherwise. Or, yeah. You know that a lot of people typically may not be comfortable doing, mm-hmm. but putting that into your music. Yeah. Which is, you know. That's that's what you got to do, man. Right. Hell yeah, dude. Well, that's exciting. Um, um, when so uh, when you do play shows these days, like uh, whether it was four one four, the upcoming Hacienda show, uh, are you um, like showcasing a lot of this new music? Um, no, um, we haven't really done any of that yet. Um, I think it might be a while before I do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we were showcasing some some unreleased music, but it was like, you know, like I said before, we played one of the songs that we wrote, you know, wow. when we were nineteen, and you know, just kind of dug it out just for you know, it, for kind of bringing it full circle. Plus, it's one of the songs that we'll always you know really like. Um, and then I played a record or two that just I was kind of testing out. That I'm not gonna rule out of being on this project that I'm working on now, but I don't necessarily see them being. So I do like to give people who are at live shows kind of taste of things that won't probably come about again, just to you know oh. say thanks for coming. Like yeah, you know, totally. this is you know almost like a it's a treat, right? Like a you know one of a kind type thing. But um, yeah, I, they're not always necessarily like sneak peeks. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got you. It can, it's just kind of like you're here. You 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 made the time, right, and the effort to come see me and. You know, here's stuff that you get that others don't get. Yeah, it's, a re- it's like a reward kind of thing. It's a, sure. it's a treat. Yeah, sure. and that's, that's I want to kind of try to always do that. You know, because you know I know it's not the easy. It's always easier to not do something than it is to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so if you right. get off your couch and you put on pants. That's a big one. That's probably the hardest part. Actually. Putting on pants, you know, going out into this cold ass weather, you know, paying some money for some cover and like actually being somewhere, like, you know, that's the least I could do. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's the only, that's what's going to push our scene forward is people showing up, you know, like, it's that simple. Yeah. And I got to get better at that myself. Yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> be honest. Yeah. And I mean, as many shows as I go to, like, there's even times where, like, you know, sometimes I can be really lazy. So, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, you, some, there are, and there are going to be nights you where... You probably go to more shows than, than like, almost anyone. <laughs> so, like, hey, man. You got to pass. It's an addictive culture. I, I just, I love, I love the, I just love the, the, the environment of, yeah. of the show, you know, the atmosphere. Right. Oh, yeah, man. It's special. Awesome. All right, Joe Quito. Yeah. Man, Hi. You're tall. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, yeah, man. Well, this was great getting to 
get to know you better, yeah. talk about your music, talk about cajones and recliners and uh, Cinemasonic, Cin- Theater. Cinemasonic Theater. Man, we, I think that like the way we just built off of that was that was that, yeah. that was it's too great now to ast- happen that was astounding we're no speaking look out for it. we got to speak it into existence yeah. now yeah so joe uh tell me what keeps you up at night ah uh, um my neighbors have a little kid that screams oh damn uh, yeah i'll get you uh what where do you live now uh tosa milwaukee border kind of oh, northwest you. side nice yeah it's a nice area yeah, yeah for sure um we'll put you to sleep though um, staying up really late and then finally falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, where your mind, your the the muscles keeping your eyes open just yeah. just shut down on you. That's really the only thing, though. Yeah, so. I get that, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate you bet. It. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Soltura, get that streaming everywhere. Uh, stay tuned for Joe Quinto and everything he's got cooking up in twenty twenty. Yeah. And Hacienda, January twenty fifth. Yep. Thank you for watching, Mister Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Two, three, four.